Good morning. Would you pray with me? Loving God, open us in mind and body, heart. Keep us watchful for the ways that you want to talk to us this morning. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. So, after 20 years of being the pastor here, I, I think there are two things that I feel confident that I can say about this congregation. One, we are a hard-working bunch. Whatever the ask, whatever the task, we do what it takes to get it done and done well. In our jobs, in our families, at our church. We are exceptionally hardworking. And two, we sincerely want to do the right thing. We are generous and kind and compassionate. In a word, I would say that we are faithful. What does the Lord require? Ask the prophet, but that we do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. And so often we do it so beautifully. And I am proud to be a part of such a faithful community. But being faithful, though, is not the same as having faith. Being faithful is not the same as having faith. And it's having faith that I want to talk about this morning. Now, I am preaching to myself this morning, as always, especially when I say that if we were in the story of the prodigal son, most of us would be the elder brother. We're the responsible ones, dutiful, industrious, loyal. A wild night in college for us was breaking out the flaming hot Doritos while we studied (laughs) Is that just me? And there are rewards for being so responsible and industrious. Most of us have had the good fortune to enjoy a comfortable income and a lifestyle. We are well respected in our community. We have a network of support around us in case of trouble. As the father says to the elder brother, Everything I have is yours. But like the elder brother, we don't seem very relaxed. Despite the comforts and the privileges afforded to us, much of the time we seem hurried and worried, stressed, and if I may say so, a little cranky. Still preaching to myself. So much so that we don't even notice sometimes just how stressed, worried, and cranky we are. It has just become the water that we swim in. Until perhaps we travel to another country, maybe a less industrially developed country, and we see people who seem to have a strange joyfulness and a lightness in their step, despite having almost none of the comforts and privileges that we have. 
I remember seeing a little boy in a shanty town in South Africa years ago. I was in my 20s, and I was coming as close to being prodigal as I would ever come. And even then, as I watched him smile at me from a swing that was made out of an old tire in a dirt yard, I sensed that he had something that perhaps I didn't. The difference between us was mostly material, money, things, the opportunity to go to the other side of the world like I did. But I didn't understand then what I think I'm beginning to understand now, that the financial advantages that I enjoyed could also be a disadvantage. Not the money itself, but the sense of security, the sense of control that came with it. Because when we are able to create the kind of security and control that many of us have, when we have a health plan for when we get sick and a nest egg for when we get old, when our houses and our cars are all insured in case of disaster, when we have so many of our needs provided for so well, then we don't need God in the way we once did. And the faith that we would have once placed in God's hands resides largely now in our own. We trust now largely in ourselves. We rely now largely on ourselves. And it's stressful and worrisome. And it makes us cranky. But what to do? We are a long way from the kind of faith that our scripture talks about this morning. My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all of your ways, acknowledge God, and God will make straight your paths. Most of us have forgotten the freedom, if we ever felt it, of trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. We can't remember a time when we didn't rely on our own insight. And after 20 years of being the pastor here, unfortunately, I can also say that most of the times that I've seen someone experience real faith have been when despite all of the resources employed to ensure that it doesn't happen, their life falls apart. It's when they sit stunned by the reality of the divorce they never imagined could happen, or the death that came without warning, or the business that lost everything, or the doctor's impossible news. It's when they have nothing of their own left to hold on to that God can finally break in and do what God does. 
One day back in my 20s, I, I went to a Rockies game one afternoon. It was with my best friend, Chris Danny, and we were both young and broke. And not wanting to pay for parking, we found a spot, you know, in Wyoming. <laughs> we made it to the stadium, we found our seats, and we enjoyed the day. But as the game was ending, we noticed storm clouds forming in the mountains. And as they got closer and darker, we grew worried about our long walk back to our car. So we left the game early, but it turns out not quite early enough. As we started walking, the rain started falling, we picked up our pace, and so did the raindrops. Soon we were running faster and faster as the rain poured harder and harder and harder. And then at some point, out of breath and thoroughly drenched, we just stopped. There was no point in fighting anymore. We could not get any wetter than we were. And then you know what happened. We started laughing and jumping in the puddles. As the rain continued to pour, we just completely gave in to it. And looking back, it was one of the few times in my adult life where I ever felt such a complete sense of total surrender. And I'm not suggesting that the times in our lives when things fall apart are like getting soaked at a baseball game. I only mean that sense of surrender is actually quite similar. There is something profound that can happen when we stop trying so hard to outrun the rain and decide, as I think Jesus did, to trust God in all things. Rejoice in the Lord, says the Apostle Paul. Again, I say rejoice. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, well, it will guard your hearts, it will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. It's that peace which makes no sense to our anxious, controlling minds that to our great surprise can come to us when the rain pours so hard we can't get any more wet. And what at first feels like drowning can start to feel like floating when we feel held and supported, maybe for the first time, by something beyond our own resources. And the question I have, still preaching to myself, is can we learn to know this peace, this faith, without our life falling apart first? Can we give up that sense of self-made control and security, or does it have to be taken from us? 
I don't think it's easy. I am reminded of the rich young ruler who did everything right but still walked away from Jesus sad. And Jesus saying it's harder for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Not because of the wealth itself, but because the sense of self-reliance and control is so hard to give up. So I don't know if we can. But the fact that we're here is a hopeful sign. Maybe we come on Sundays because we sense the limits of a life secured by our own merits. And maybe part of us knows that there is a joy and a peace and a love beyond our own making that is our birthright, our inheritance. Maybe we are learning from the prodigal son as we watch him fall into the outstretched arms of his father. The difference between being faithful and having faith.